Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. Yeah, 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 ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we are back and we are on the road. And I felt the song was perfect. You know what song that is? Yeah, man, that's that's one of my favorite childhood rappers. That's Mace, man. Childhood, you act like you. you it's, like still, it's, it's still, it's so still, it's still one of my favorite you. rappers. I'm not gonna lie. The, the song, the song is called Harlem World, which is fitting. It's called Feel So Good. Let me well, get, let me let fact check you right away. You know this fact check shit. <laughs> fact check you right away, man. We gonna fact check around here. Like I said, mm. it's to me, it's called Harlem World, and yeah. it makes sense right. because we you are in none up. other than Harlem's barbershop. What's going on, man? How What's you? good, fellas? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, good. man. I'm good. What's good with you, Press? Oh, man, everything's good. Lovely. Raiders just came out fresh. Win, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Here we, here we go. This Raiders shit. He just hey, get, he look, jumps right to it. You know I'm jumping right to he it. He jumped right to it, man. Well, look, just in case y'all didn't know, we like to welcome everybody to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. This is number... Is it... 24, Kobe. 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 This is the new Kobe. It's the Kobe episode. Not the old Kobe. Mama. The new Kobe. The, the black Kobe, Kobe episode. <laughs> Hey, so real quick, man, before we get started, we want to take a shout out to Harlem's Bar- Bar- Barber and Beauty Shop, man. They really hooking us up tonight. We got these phenomenal settings. We in the shop. You know, LeBron don't have a shop like this. You know what I'm saying? Up here in Harlem, they're giving <laughs> you them tight cuts. The owner, we still have not determined whether he is really from Harlem, but they do good work up here. No, nah, but you know what? Two shout out to Jay um, Fatima, man. They opened up their doors, let us in, letting us not get off the couch and get in the shop. So with that being said, fellas, let's get this show started, man. Yeah, man. Where we going to start? Where we going to start? Current events. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I like when we can tie the real world into sports. That's always a good segue in, in press. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to segue into, the state of California is about to change the game. They are per- petitioning for athletes to get paid while playing college football. First off, not only will this be groundbreaking, this will force every other state to follow suit rapidly or yes. USC's years of dominance will be back very quickly because they'll be able to pay these kids. Yeah. Perez Cash, tell me what you think about that. Well, first I'll start with the, uh, Tim Tebow. Did y'all see Tim Tebow's reaction? I did. No. He was Okay, so Tim Tebow was super passionate about kids just going there to play for the team and for the college and just repping this and repping that. And I'm like, yo, everybody ain't built like that. Everybody's not going to be Tim Tebow and make it to the league. So... If I'm hot while I'm in college and that's that's what I can do, why not get paid for it? These tennis players get paid for it. Shit, any other little sport that you don't know about, those kids can go pro as early as they want. But somehow the big money maker, college football, college basketball, they always want to milk these kids and they yeah. make the most money in them sports. And you wonder why. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, real quick on top of that, another big thing that's huge is – a college student can go get a job. A college athlete cannot get a job because, therefore, you're basically setting these kids up for failure and not necessarily setting them for failure because let's not, let's not overlook the fact that they're providing these kids with a free or reduced-cost education. Let's not forget that these kids are getting to 
get a chance to further their education in ways that some people don't get if they don't have that same athletic ability. The problem is, you giving me a free education is like saying, hey, you get a soda, I own the soda company. When you start talking about the, the monetary discrepancy between. So, Prez, I know you from down in the country in the sticks. You know, I know y'all, y'all college football. You know, I don't know yeah, how y'all man, get down. Yeah, man, it's true and true. But this is long, long, long overdue. Like, they should have been giving these kids money. Like, we know everybody understands how the system. We done grew wiser by everything else around us with all this technology, all this knowledge at our fingertips. We know how the colleges are abusing the athletes. And we waited this long for this to actually become a true issue. Like, California... Got to applaud them. You know, let's look, California. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, no, stand up. I hope effect. they stick with it. <laughs> I want them to go through with it. You see the NCAA is fighting for their life on this right now. They're saying that they're going to ban all sports in California, knock them off. Like, I don't think that's going to hurt anything. People are still going to go watch the games that they want to go watch. And uh, the, the schools are going to have to start dispersing this money correctly. Listen, like, listen, right listen. Now, I they, just want they my NCAA 20. Goes, they keep saying that it goes back to the school and it goes to every other program, but these athletes who are out there uh, throwing their bodies on the line and everything, you don't, you rarely see it coming back to them as far as like, we, we know like the student athlete is a couple that, that exactly. could be like doctors and exactly. everything, but exactly. most of them got to go through the easy courses just so they can make it from the day to day and uh, actually get back out there on the field. And the, we know the system is flawed. I done talked to plenty of athletes, like uh, college athletes, who said like they couldn't go take that because it was too of a uh, grueling schedule to actually. Well, you right. got to real quick. So yeah. like what, and they got little things like that they throw out there. Like if you are, if you have a scholarship, right, but you get injured in your first year, they take your scholarship away too. They do a lot of grimy things in the background that people don't. It's nightmare stories that you hear about on different Netflix specials and just different YouTube specials you'll see over the years. But that shit gets glossed over. You know, it's glossed over because basically the way these kids are viewed is cattle, man. They're great yeah. while you can get something from them. And then as soon as they can put you out of the pasture, they're putting you out of the pasture before the next great thing. The next eighth grader who can throw the ball 70 yards. Is they going to keep coming? They keep coming. They keep coming. Athletes don't stop. Production don't stop. Prayers, you got a little heated, and I can tell this is something that oh, you're okay. real passionate about. You know, first off, this is going to be on completely selfish. Let me make sure I make this really clear. I'm being completely selfish when I say this. And you have a son, too. And I think you said the same thing a minute ago. We'll get to that part. Okay. Is I just want NCAA 20 to come out. Yeah, that I just, yeah, I just, that's, that's me being I, selfish. But, honestly, I think this, I think <laughs> but, it's aligned. And I want them a, to get paid. I think it's aligned in an improper way that everything is dependent on the college as far as, uh, to, to build up for the league. That's that's what we go through to build up this engine for the league. And just like the NBA is having this little uh, resurgence and they going overseas, getting the talent, then coming back in the draft, I feel like we should have a minor league football, XFL, something like that, where but they see, can the get paid and we the, can get all see, these athletes who we know were stars it, it, it as like high it, school who couldn't. It sound good, Perez, but you got to look at it. They've been trying to do the XFL and the AFL and all this other stuff. The problem is with football, there's nothing like the original. How many times did you watch a Canadian Football League game? Never. You're saying that because that's the system that is built up right now. Because that's once what they we change built that on. system and they start paying these athletes, or they go to a, a actual minor league where you can better pick up these players and everything, I guarantee you're gonna get better play. I guarantee you're gonna get these athletes that are unheard of sitting on their couch right now. You know that just didn't have the grades to go to college in the first place and couldn't make it in that that, that yeah, environment. I hear you. I think the NFL has done a great job of headlocking the market. And when I say headlocking, nobody wants to see a football product other than college, 
or the NFL. Anything in between is uncivilized. Now, you brought up a good point. You said, you know, I do have a son. My son is older, um, sophomore in high school right now, and he is striving to get the, that college scholarship and get that first offer and get those things going because it becomes this thing you want to get to. You're trying to grasp to get to that certain thing. But the difference is with my son and, and somebody else in a different situation is the dynamics of what what's going on. If Ben does not get a single scholarship, Ben's going to college. Regardless. He has nothing to lose. Um, little Daryl, little Daryl knows the <laughs> only Darryl. way he getting out is if he gets on that football field and he gives up his body, he gives up everything else, and he performs. Because if he doesn't get out that way, there's no way for him to change his surrounding or his setting. So California is really, I do applaud them for kind of taking that, you know, pulling the curtain back and saying, hey, we're going to pay our kids. The problem you're going to run into is what is a fair and equitable amount to pay. What do you pay? How do you pay JT Daniels, the quarterback I don't, at UC, so, USC, compared to um, a Phil Collins? You don't. You don't. You don't. And, and that's that's not what it's about. What it's about, um, as far as what they're doing, is allowing them to get paid for their likeness and to actually just have jobs. So there is isn't going to be any equal pay or anything like that. Like if you're the star player, you're going to get the star money. You're going to get the whatever endorsements you can get from that area. So that's really what this whole bill is about. It's not about college paying anybody. It, it's about these kids being able to have the opportunity to get paid. It's, like they, it they are stopping good. kids from getting paid. It sounds like good, but it's going to be some dirty pool in there, and we both know that. I mean, but it's dirty time, right it's now. Dirty. Players are say, getting paid right now. It's, you it's know dirty right now because yeah. kids are getting paid. But we can sit here on California all day. But since we're talking about football, let's segue to our next segment. So y'all stay tuned in. But before we let you go, I want y'all to take a second. Go to the mirror. Yep, right now. Or if you ain't got no mirror, grab your phone. Pick it up and take a selfie. Look at your head. Look at your lineup. Is it busted? Probably is. Ladies, are them edges fried, not dyed and laid to the side? They probably are. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to come off the couch and tell you where to go. Harlem's Beauty and Barber Salon. If you're not in Germany, then goddamn it, get a ticket. Come on out here. Holla at Jay. All the other guys in here, in here they're going to take care of you fellas. Ladies, Fatima and Cam over there, they got his hair being slung all across the place. <laughs> Get yourself together. Get your do right. Come to Harlem's day and night. And we'll be right back at it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are talking about the game of foosball, football, America's game, the real game. Fellas, last week we picked the games. Oh, yeah. There were winners and there were Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Real quick, man, let's go over the records, man. Uh, uh, first off, Hadrico had a somewhat impressive. Six and seven prediction record. Okay. There's a Monday night game is yet to be played, so he still can reach 500. Okay, he was, was he was matched 
by Cash, Exec P. I mean, it sounded like y'all copying each other on the pitch. No, we no, didn't we copy did. each other. We didn't, actually. I mean, and then right. there was the lowly, despicable, horrible picking, non-football knowledgeable freak. Hey, I'm saying you start off low, and then you can climb your way back up. The crowd loves a comeback victory. I love comeback I guess. I'm going to tell you what wasn't a comeback. Them nine losses you picked. And your measly four wins. Yeah. Oh. Vegas loves you. They hope you move. I hate to see his fantasy football team. Hey, that's where we're going. Hey, but you know what? Real quick, man, some great games that happened last week. I'm gonna run through the scoreboard real quick and we'll highlight a couple games before we get into our next week games. And we also got a guest coming for the next week's picks. You already know he ain't gonna be able to pick no damn football, but I mean you mean you go to the shop, you gotta let him do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You in this establishment, I mean, at least. You are in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Gotta have some type of standards. Hey, so let me pull up these scores real quick in week four before we shoot the week five. Them Raiders. All right, let's just get that shit over. Get it, get it out the way. Go ahead, Raiders. Go ahead. Have your moment. Hey. All right, so, and to the next. Go ahead, go ahead. 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 Nah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You got we're it. You not, got it. We're not talking about them last. We're going to talk about them right you now. You go get him out the all way. All right. All right, man. So, hey, you know, we came out there lighting it up as usual. And then we had our two biggest uh, enemies come out against us, the refs in the NFL. They're going to take out Burfitt, got the game. And then I just heard just like, what, an hour ago, they uh, Burfitt gone for the season. Yeah. NFL lot the to sabotage this whole season. They already sent us on the worst road tour ever. So, like, Press, it, was, it wasn't him headhunting. It, he ain't do that. He, uh, he don't have a history for that. Man, Kelly, you, why, you're why, going why? off like people. Why, exactly? Every him, season is a fresh okay. start. It starts off at zero. I'm, we I'm, should start off like, at it's zero. It's like with a dog on your leg. Just let him finish. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you got you to start him off at zero. Okay. So, that's where he started off of the year. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. I felt like it was in. He was rushing at the guy. The guy ducked his head at the same time too, but a mistake that happened. Okay, so, so what happened in the game? Y'all won. Oh yeah, most definitely. Come out there. I believe the score Ebron was thirty-one. Dropping the balls out there, like pick hey, six, to, pick six to win the, the game. Pick six sealed it. Yeah, the pick six to seal yeah, it. Yeah, thirty-one to twenty-four. So that was a big win by the Raiders, man. That was good. That was okay. good stuff. Okay. So let's go to the rest of the week. Uh, <laughs> So, He's so disrespectful. We'll come back to the um, so the Eagles they go to Green Bay and win a tough game in Lambeau Field. The Eagles win off a controversial should have been a pass interference play. But we'll get to that. But the Eagles win 34-27. Okay. Oh, we gonna get back. to that. We come um, back to it. Yeah, we are. We we'll come back to how Devontae Adams would have ate him up for about 200. 270, boy. He was out there getting big, getting jiggy. Oh, the Tennessee oh, okay. Titans. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all get go shout out. into get Atlanta and beat the Falcons. Now, surprisingly enough, I didn't see this coming. Uh, Tennessee wins 24-10. The Cleveland Browns drubbed the Baltimore Ravens. I saw it coming. Who picked that? I, you, who I picked, was about who, to pick it last week, but I didn't think Scared money don't make game. money. Hey, who it, who it, picked it that did. game? All right, moving on. All right, the Bills and the Patriots. Hey, the Bills almost did it, boy. Almost don't count. Right, it's still a right. loss. The Chiefs barely get by. Detroit. Okay, I want to touch. I want to touch on that. No, 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 no. I want to touch on that because what you think is you gonna think because the Detroit Lions almost beat the Chiefs and make y'all lost. No, 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 no. I'm gonna touch on that. Like you gotta give them respect in this season. The Lions are playing ball. Like you gotta no. Give, no. Kansas City went in with a game plan that was just like this is an easy week. We ain't gonna really play uh, this. So we now we got it out. Now we got all these that hypotheticals. That turned into a little bit of like a tougher moment. But guess what? Pat Mahomes came there and slung it out. They were they good, won. though. Like, <laughs> they good. They played good defense. They played good offense. They just well, lost. Y'all, y'all ain't going to never be on task. Uh, y'all talking about me. Panthers, Texans. Panthers win 16 to 10. Are they better without Cam? No. 
Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. They are not. Okay. The Raiders, we talked about that one. <laughs> the Dolphins lose again. Anybody surprised? Oh, no, no, no. Moving on. Why are nah. they even still playing these games? Just, just count it as a win and just move on. The Redskins <laughs> get drubbed by the Giants. Listen, Daniel Jones is trying to build himself into a little bit of a lure. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm just telling you what's I'm going to stop you right there. Daniel Jones didn't have a good game by he no means. He actually looked horrible. He didn't have a good game by no means, but the narrative is going to be painted. Did they win? That he won. It don't matter. When, did they when win? you win, when you win, but you don't get no accolades for winning and having a terrible game. The Seattle Seahawks beat the hapless Cardinals 27-10. The Bears beat the Vikings 16-6. I tell you what, the Bears defense, they are as advertised. They are who hey, you thought Until they were. this week, them Raiders. Hey, man. Anyways, in London. The we'll Bears ain't got a bone to pick with you. Anyways, uh, the Jaguars beat the Broncos 26-24. The Cowboys, America's team. <laughs> Latin America, that is. Latin. <laughs> <laughs> they lose through the Saints. <laughs> they lose 10 to 12 in a no touchdown game by the Saints. Oh, there's another game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Rams, the NFC reigning NFC champions in LA. Impressive, impressive, on the road. thank impressive. you. Impressive. No, I appreciate I'm not that. Say that they defense got lucky. Golf, he like he had he had a slide back. De- what defense? Yes. What what game was you watching, Frank? There was no defense play. Fifty five to forty. Fifty five to forty. Much what you talking about? So y'all didn't get y'all didn't get two uh, touchdowns. There was defense? no defense. We, we got a we got. I'm Dominic and Sue had a reform of recovery, and then we had a couple of picks. But I mean. End of the day, what's really more impressive is James Winston threw four touchdowns and no picks. But we're not going to talk about that right mm-hmm. now. If we had hey, a kicker, Bruce we Arians we got that beat. boy. Bruce Arians got that boy moving. If we had a kicker, we would have beat the Giants. So we'll Talking go, about stepping on toes, how about that Devontae Adams in that Philly game? They, they over here just Oh, so like, we back to, to the Philly game. game. Do I have the floor? <laughs> go ahead, right. Philly game. Go ahead. Okay, so y- y- you gave us this whole spiel about injuries. We had this, had that. They was missing Devontae Adams for a part of the game. He ate our asses up for 168. We ain't have Deshaun Jackson for the entire game. So what are we talking about? We had a hobble, Alshon Jeffrey. So what are we talking about? Everybody have injuries. The game is to be played, and we played it, and we won. That's it. That's so it. can I ask you a question? Are we not going to pretend that wasn't pass interference on that last play? Look, oh, yeah. man, it's a bang, bang play. Bang, bang play. Gave it to him sometimes sometimes it, it, it doesn't have to be bang, bang. We have replay. Sometimes you're on the positive end of the stick, and sometimes you're on the negative end of the stick. Hey, look. Well, look, fellas, I, I tell you and what. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, one last I'm thing, one last thing. One last thing. that y'all can step back and give a true, no. honest opinion about y'all team. One last thing, one last thing. It's not our fault that they didn't run the ball in all those times. That was dumb. That was dumb. That was, for that, win. that was a Seattle moment. To you, still counts as a win. That was a Seahawks moment. I, I look. You want a one yard line? I don't care what running back you got in the league. You run that ball in. Period. They didn't do it. We won. Unless you the uh, interception. Game over. Game. Unless side. it's McCaffrey. Cool. All right. If it's McCaffrey, you run it in with Cam. Like I said, <laughs> that concludes week four, man. But before we get into week five, man, we're gonna bring in a special guest. So we'll be right back with y'all. We gotta get him situated and get the mic set up. So real quick, we're gonna have Jay coming up in here. The barber. Hopefully, he said if we get him on and we we all say something positive about the Giants, we get free haircuts. So <laughs> for life, go big blue. <laughs> all right, hey, we'll be back here real shortly, man. We'll get- So we're 
real quick. We back in the building, man. We got my man Jay coming in, representing. Not only does he have this establishment here at Harlem's Beauty and Barber Salon in Ancilla Hurf. Gee, you saw that? Y'all said, I'm getting German. Herman the German in the building, Herman baby. The Y'all don't know about my other side. <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, listen, man, the man's an entrepreneur, man. He's got businesses going on. He's got upscale uptown. I mean, and if you need a trip, I'm talking about you want to go to Spain? They got it. You want to go to the club? They got it. You want to play spades? They got it. You want to get drunk? They got it. You want to do something foolish? They got it. <laughs> Name it. They got it. They got a trip lined up, man. So real quick, one to two, y'all give a round of applause. Which one of these things is a round of applause? Hit that it. One? Hit it. Round of applause. There you go. For my man, 50 Greg, coming all the way. Jay, welcome to the building. Oh, okay. Thanks for having me. So what we talking about, man? What we going to get into? All right, real quick, man, let's just get this thing over with, this first part. So before we go into week five pitch, we want to see, you say you watch football. I know you are a New York Jets fan. Never. So No, not, not the Jets? Never. Okay. Never. Um, <laughs> then who's your, who, who, who's your team then? <laughs> oh, the Giants. Oh, the, the Giants. Hey, all right, already with the yeah. shits. The Giants. So look, man. I mean, I'm coming. I'm bringing the mic back. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. Hey, I must admit, the world is shocked. What's the Giants' record? Didn't we beat Tampa last week? All right. And there you go. Jay was <laughs> on the show. We are going to have to let him go. Thank you for tuning in. Don't get your hair cut. Don't do nothing with this money. He's a, he's a dirty dude. Just go see Fatima. She do your hair. <laughs> see Jay for shit. Always talking oh. shit. We got it. Oh. Nah, we two and two. Hey, so real quick, the Daniel Jones era, it is on, it is popping. Is it real? I'm going to be honest, I don't know. I'm going to say it's possible, but we really haven't, we ain't played nobody that was really tough, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you got away with a victory. Can you repeat that again, Jay? They not Close a tough up. team. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> they not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we ain't really, he ain't been put to the test. So it's possible that he could be the next, you know, you know, Eli is a two-time Super Bowl MVP champion. Mm, so say it again. Eli Doomsday Eli Manning. Or Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? It's That's, possible. Oh, Tom Brady shit. started out like that. If Tom Brady is your so. Superman, that means Eli got to be your Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. I mean, the, the reason I, I mentioned Tom Brady is because, I mean, I'm far from a Patriot fan. I mean, but the man is incredible as a as a quarterback. You yeah, you got to respect it. Arguably the best quarterback of all times. Who? Tom Brady. Oh, I thought you were saying Eli. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, but, but he look, beat him twice. But, but Tom Brady has beaten, I mean, Eli has beaten Tom Brady twice. Every yeah. time they met on the big stage, you know, right? I, as much as you hate Eli, man, you got to give the man credit. He, he's found a way to win those games that nobody thought that he was going to win. So the Giants, just like Eli, have found ways to win games that nobody thought they were going to win. You know, it wasn't for the win <laughs> and the kicker, who was a rookie. It's like was. Eli. You got Eli, Flacco. It's a few, uh, Dilfer. It's a few guys out there that. You can't put Flacco. And it's a few guys that just Eli show up. Eli's on a different so level. Man, I mean, the, like. No, no, he's a real, the real deal. Yeah. We talk about or was. The list, the list Elite is, you know, quarterback. Six Super Bowl. What is it? Six, six, five, four, four, I think. And Eli has two of those, you know. 
He got those before his brother too, right? Both of them. Uh, yeah. No, I think he got this. No, I think he, he got, got this. The first, the first no, one. No, he got the, after. Yeah. The first one, two, 20, uh, 2007, was before. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the first time we met up with uh, Tom Brady. So, so I guess we're gonna call you our our, our guest expert, and we're gonna go over these games. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna list the game. And then everybody's gonna give their picks, and we're gonna put your pick down. We're but going just for remember, a flawless this week. Just remember, this will be tallied, and we will be talking about your ass next week if you can pick like the Prez. Matter of fact, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if four you, and nine. If you have a gambling problem and you like to bet, do not listen to Prez's picks. <laughs> he will have you hide your wife, hide your kids. Hey, if you, if you want, government taking if you want Prez on your fantasy football league, DraftKings. Hey, holla at him, man. Hey, we it's, thinking long it's term. It's at FDRW number four. He on Twitter. You know, just he, take his money. He can't pick shit. Everybody know how to hustle. Y'all y'all fell for it. Okay, we're going to see how we fall this week. <laughs> so the first game going on, man, and what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to announce the game. We're going to go down. We're going to start with you, Jay. Then we're going to go to prayers, cash, and I get mine last. So first game on the docket for week five, you got the Rams and the Seahawks. Jay, what we got? Rams. He said that with no with no stress. After the big loss, they still bouncing back. Prayers, what you got? Rams or Seahawks? I'm gonna go Rams. Where, where, they, play, where they playing? They are playing in Seattle. I believe. Yep, they are playing uh, in Seattle. Seahawks. Yeah, I got Seattle then. So I'm gonna go with and Clowney playing. Clowney playing well. He just got one pick six. I don't know if he needs. He, to oh, play just well. one pick six. Huh? I'm gonna go with Seattle. <laughs> All right, next game we got we got the Jaguars versus the Panthers. Jay, what you got? I'm gonna say Jags because my man Tom down there. I'm gonna say Jags. We got Jags from Jay. Carolina. Carolina from Prez. All day. Carolina, them boys looking good without Cam. I'm gonna go with the Jags because I know football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, you got my phone buffering, but I believe before it was buffering, it was gonna say the Cardinals versus the Bengals. Cardinals. Bengals. Bengals. Right, so and I'm going to go with the Bengals. We got the Falcons and the Texans. This game's going to be played in H-Town. Show me how you physio. Hey, you know I'm not picking the Falcons. Texans. Texans. Deshaun, get back on it this week. Texans. Them, that, them boys are terrible in Atlanta, man. Yeah. You know, they look terrible, but so did the Texans. Listen, Matty Ice look bad. So everybody going with the Texans, so I'm going to be the wild card to go with the Falcons. So we got Falcons. He just doing that so he can stop copying off my damn picks. Yeah, that's all that's it is. All that that's, is. That's why he go last. Like, that's ooh. Yeah. No, that's not what it is, you foolish young man. Hey, man. All yeah. right, big primetime game, game of the week. It's not game of the week. It is 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's flip it then. Game of the week, you go first. Game of the week. Oh, you I go first. Okay, fine. <laughs> it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Buccaneers. Where they playing? In the dome. I, I'm gonna say the Saints. Say it again the so Saints. we can hear. I'm gonna say the Saints. Say it um, one more time. Who that? Hey, pardon me, nobody heard you. Who'd you pick? The Saints. Okay, man. Until you say the right team, I'm just gonna keep asking. <laughs> Saints. He said, "Y'all heard him say Temple." It's All not, right, I heard Jay the said Temple. <laughs> Good pick, Jay. Who you got, Prince? Saints Temple. all day. Oh, you got Temple too. Uh, I got the Bucks, man, and the reason being. Is and, you know what? I don't even give a damn what the reason. Let, is. let me give. Let That's me give. A great let me pick. get my reason off. Let okay. me get my reason off. What was the score against with the Dallas and the Saints game? Uh, twelve to ten. Okay, I mean, it was all field. Wait a minute. My point exactly. My point exactly. If we get into an aerial assault, 
I probably got to go with the Bucks at this point. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater in, in you know, mm-hmm. duking it out. So that that's why my pick is going to the Bucks. Oh, did you not see, like, the Saints defense? Uh, I mean, I'm not a believer uh, no, yet. I mean, I'm not a believer yet. All right, so here's another big game. We talk about testing the boy. You got the Vikings versus the Giants. So, Jay, you being the giant uh, insider, who you got? Go ahead. It's blue. Oh, <laughs> Lord, man. Even the microphone in like no. that. The microphone failed when he heard this. He said, okay, we got New York Giants. All right, uh, Perez, what you going? Vikings. Vikes. Yeah, this one, right? This Vikings going Vikes. away. Yeah. And I'm going with Vikes. I'm sorry, Jay. That was all right. A- so, wait, hold on, hold on. Y'all all picked... Uh, Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Y'all ain't got, so y'all don't like Daniel Jones, man. Dalvin no, Cook is going to make a resurgence I, I, on that game, and he's going to show up. I man. absolutely hate Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, if Saquon was playing, would you have picked this? If Saquon was playing, I would probably take it in consideration a little better, especially with the way Daniel Jones has shown. But Saquon ain't playing. So. And they playing where? And they are playing... It don't matter where. It don't matter where. I'm sorry, I asked. They They playing in New York. It don't matter. It don't matter. All right, here we go. Uh, another big game. That, oh, that really Vikings nice. defense really travels. So you got the Bears versus the Raiders. Jay, what you got? I'm definitely not picking the Bears, Maul. The <laughs> <laughs> disrespect is real. Hey, I just want to throw out there, DSC will be at this game, too. Uh, the Raiders. Part of DSC. Yeah. You part of us, part of us. Golly. Hedrigo H- 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 didn't pay for it or help, help us out with our free tickets that he got. But anyway, you know, <laughs> you weren't thinking about us. That's I'm just that. saying, you weren't thinking about us. You was just thinking about your free tickets, but we don't even need to get into that. That's if, family. Hey, if y'all leave later, I can ride with y'all. That, that's family business. Can y'all leave like at 2 o'clock? No, no, no. In London? In London. Uh, y'all both okay? Yeah, we going uh, to the Raiders game. I'm just, I'm just supporting, you know. Yeah, he really an inside Raiders fan. Who you going for, the Raiders or the Bears? Man, don't get put out. <laughs> Throw you out at the port. At the port. I'm going to go with the Bears. <laughs> Woo! The Bears. Hey. That's easy one. Two o'clock, you say you can, you can roll at two o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to start rolling to the port and pick him up. I got you. You're going to have to trust me with your life when we get across <laughs> that water. So. Hey, look at that, man. Hey, I know you like your Raiders and everything, but y'all finna get your ass. Y'all finna get Ramshack, Meshack, and the Bendigo. And y'all going to get beat by Chase Daniels. Yeah, y'all finna get splashed. So I got the Bears. All right, next game, Jets and the Eagles. Man, this is a horrible game, and I feel like the winner should be very obvious, but I'm going to give everybody a question. Who you got, Jets or Eagles? Man, um, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. I got you, Jay. Eagles. Mm, nah, man. You know, you go, yeah. I'm going to stay up top. I'm going to say the Jets. Oh, shit. He got mine. The quarterback got mine on oh, him. Oh, he's got the Jets. It's the Eagles. Yep. Eagles. Uh, yes, I won't be getting my lineup here. He says those type of He's like with that foolish picks Your lineup game can't be too strong Ravens and the Steelers Who you got Jay? Ravens I believe Lamar Jackson comes back with a vengeance I got the Ravens as well Ravens Ravens Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. This is a hard pick. This is a hard game to pick. This is a hard game to pick and it's played in Tennessee Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee Titans In Tennessee? In Tennessee What you got? Step pops a uh, Tennessee fan. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tennessee. All right, he going with Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Uh, Press. Mm. Them boys gonna stand strong, tall and strong. Them Titans. Tennessee. Fred. 
Mariotas look like the old Mariota, you know, from my my Oregon days. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Titans, man. You was an Oregon fan? I was. I mean, man. we ain't gonna play get diverted. Yeah, I bounced around. You know, <laughs> we're not even we not even play this game with him. The 0 and 4 Broncos versus the 2 and 2 Chargers. Game played in San Diego. Who you got? The Chargers. I think that is very easy. I would go with the Chargers. They end in a tie. Both of them losers, in my opinion. I ain't picking neither one. Well, you have a selfish reason for picking that. <laughs> so a tie? That's what we going with? Yeah, what I'm going with. Really don't wreck it. I'm picking the tie. tie. Both of them sorry. He a, he a Raiders fan. He a Raiders fan. So he... <laughs> oh, another great this game. This is why he'll be two and The two. Dallas Cowboys versus the Green Bay Packers, and it's played in Dallas. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm even just going to get my pick out. I got Green Bay coming back and blowing the doors off Dallas. Who you got, Jay? I must say, uh, I must say Dallas, man, they at home. Even though I don't want them to win, but I think they're going to win. Dallas. All right, we got Dallas. I got, I got the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is waving a dollar contract in front of Dak right now. He said, that's about what you worth right now. You better go out there and show me something. Dak going to have to come back with a vengeance. He want that money. All right, Cash. Um, we ran for about a buck sixty-eight, and Dallas has arguably the best back in the league. So I don't, I see him having a hell of a game, and Green Bay can't stop the run. So with that said, Dallas. I don't mind being the lone wolf, picking my that team. bad man. I'm gonna stick with. I got faith in Green Bay. Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs game played at Arrowhead. I'm not gonna waste time. Everybody picking Kansas City. Is anybody not picking Kansas City? Who they playing? Colts. They just lost to the damn Raiders, so you know they sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a big <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah. KC. 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 And I thought that was going to be fair. <laughs> that, was e- that was easy. And last but definitely not least, probably the worst Monday night football game I've ever seen. The I won't undefeated San Francisco 49ers against the Cleveland Doodoo Browns. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Right? Game played in, in San Francisco. Jay, what you got? That noise over there, man. I'm gonna say San Fran gonna stay undefeated. Mm. San Fran. Baker, I think they're gonna get on the road. They're gonna win a couple of games here. I'm going with Baker Mayfield and uh, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. I don't have my phone in front of me, but I don't remember any of uh, San Fran's wins against anybody uh, respectable. So I'm gonna go with uh. Stop. With your shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you see, you like what I did there. That's trash. You like what I did there, right? You like what I, I hit the wrong damn sound effect. You lucky. I hate you. <laughs> Here's a sound effect. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Who you picking? Uh, that's it, man. I got uh, San Fran, man. San Fran. And I'm going to go with Cleveland just because I hate you. You're going to go with Cleveland, the former, the former giant. So he's switching it up. So, look, before we get out of this segment of the NFL picks, man, we got all the picks down. We definitely going to keep this thing together, man. Jay, give us an outlook on what can we expect from your Giants, man. Is Daniel Jones enough to push y'all to the playoffs? Is this still a rebuilding year, man? The people want to know. Man, that's a silly question. You're talking about the 2020 <laughs> champs. Is that what you're asking? Man. The 2020 champs. Yeah, I guess. Man. Yeah, New York Giants. You know I'm not gonna say nothing different. Hood, take the mic. Nah, do I cut his mic. Cut his mic. Hood. Cut, <laughs> cut his mic. Cut his mic. Twenty twenty, <laughs> New York Giants and New York Knicks. Both oh, oh you talking about just for y'all division? I feel you on Hold the Knicks though. Y'all. In Hold y'all on. division, that may be the truth. Hold on. Hold on. We gotta do a PSA. We gotta do a PSA. 
Let me live. Man. No, no, hold on. Let me do a PSA. The thoughts spoken by Jay are not. Uh... No, no, no. Let me do a PSA. <laughs> I'm too you ready? Friends don't let friends do drugs. <laughs> and I have failed as a friend because <laughs> Jay is currently high right now. He just said that the New York Giants are going to be the 2020 champs. What are they going to be the champs of? We're probably gonna play Tom Brady again, and we're gonna win again. It's very simple. Danny Jones, first year, first year, first year out the gate. Oh, you got a franchise on Madden, and you controlling the Giants. It's on rookie mode. No, Daniel Jones is gonna be a champ this year. This is how you cipher. You should have never gave these motherfuckers two this and two. Is, this is how you should never let these motherfuckers go two and two. This is how you cipher through bullshit. I bet you won't bet none on it. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Yo, free haircuts for the entire pod. Nah, nah, nah. For, for. That's what we, the next episode we're gonna do the pod where you give a haircut. Yeah. We could do that, but ain't gonna be free. <laughs> the publicity is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I one to All right, I got yeah. it. It's all right. Oh, you got it. <laughs> how you, how me. You to cut on bread? Yeah, me. Yeah, like. Me, hold on. Thank you. They mic don't work. Don't listen. To them. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen. To them. So you are alive with Rodrigo. So <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. He like you don't mess up my settings. No, nah, you cool. You cool. No, nah, but look, man. First off, man, we appreciate you coming on and giving us some of your NFL picks, man. So real quick, I think the Giants are gonna be horrible. Um, they're gonna stay horrible. And since y'all beat Tampa Bay, I can't stand one of y'all. Sometimes it's painful to relive the past. Sometimes you gotta relive the past in order to heal from it. I just don't reach me, I'm him. I'm a prisoner in my own mind. I feel like the walls talking to me. I feel like the walls talking to me. Prisoner in my own mind. I feel like the walls talking to me. I feel like the walls talking to me. I'm a prisoner in my own mind. I feel like the walls talking to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, man. And, you know, first off, before we get started, you know, we talk about a lot of good stuff. We have a good time. You know, we talk about sports. We talk about life. I mean, we talk about money. Um, we talk about how bad the Raiders are. I mean, we always have a good time on the show, but every once in a while, you got to kind of sit back and take some time to get to a serious topic. And one thing that we're going to talk about this evening is we're going to talk about mental health, mental, mental illness, and things that people kind of go through and, and some of the struggles. Sometimes it's good to hear struggles that other people have went through and you can relate to and then what you can do with that. So with that, we have a special guest on the show. So, CC, man, tell the people about yourself, man. Welcome to the, welcome to the couch, fam. Hello, man. Thanks for having me, man. Real quick, CC, man, so the people who don't know you, man, give us, give us a little bit of history about you, who you are, what you've been through, all that good stuff, and we're going to kind of just go from now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, CC Robinson uh, currently resides in uh, Jacksonville, Texas. Um, met Fred back in cash back in what two thousand eight. Yeah, some yeah back in, uh, about that time. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know when I was still in the Air Force, um, got out in two thousand eleven. I uh, was medically retired for PTSD uh, and uh, some other issues. I was a IT and comm dude by trade, but with uh, everything that went on with uh, my mental health and everything, when I got out, I decided I needed another path. So um, 
when you got a bachelor's in uh, psychology with a concentration on mental health, then um, follow that up with a master's in counseling from the Prairie View A&M University. HBCU. the best band in the land. I see you, boy. Um, okay, it's debatable, but all right. And um, I'm uh, currently doing some research to um, go ahead and go get this doctorate degree after that. Man, okay, so I, brother. I, 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 see, I see you out here doing big things, man. But you know what? First off, let me let me start off here. Um, the African American community, I think we take mental illness and mental health as a sign of weakness. It's something that nobody ever wants to talk about. You know, nobody wants to to let down their guard long enough to say, "Hey, you know what? This is mentally bothering me." Now, going being in the military, being a veteran, going through all those things. Is that something that you battle with as a black man saying, you know what? No, I can handle this. I can handle this. And if that was the case, at what point did you realize, you know what? Maybe I do need some help. Um, initially, yeah, that was my mindset. You know, in the military, um, for a while, they treated mental health like, you know, if you're crazy, you got to go. Um, that was until the suicide rate started spiking. And... Um, more uh, self-injurious behavior started happening, more, um, you know, the increase in alcohol use. Um, so that's when, when the red flag was finally raised. Um, we as African-Americans, you know, we we was always told, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know, especially as African-American men, you mm-hmm. know, we're supposed to be the backbone of the family, you know, so we could never show any signs of weakness, Um you know, we're, we're supposed to be that rock. And, you know, we grow up thinking that, you know, we're not supposed to show any kind of weakness. We're not supposed to ever say anything's wrong with us. We're supposed to just swallow it and keep moving. So my question to you, CC, this is Cash, man. Um, in regards to what you said about the weakness and, and not showing it, the reason why we had you on, and I'm going to just be painfully clear, is, you know, you know, I watch you guys and how you raise your son on social media and, and what you share and what you don't share. What I re- what I noticed recently is that you started to share a lot more about uh, mental health and just, just your that awareness in general. And, and that's the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because you started to become more transparent. And I, as your your friend or, you know, as far as, you know, at a distance now, because we're in you know two totally separate places. I was like, yo, that's dope of him to finally open up. I, as your friend, did not know you were going through any of those things in the past. So um, what has allowed you to, you know, overcome that stigma of, you know, you got to be strong you can't tell your business and, and all that type of, um, you know, those type of uh, energies that people put out there from birth. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I did it because I wanted my son, who, who's 14, to understand that it is okay to have problems. It is okay to be depressed. It is okay to see, seek help if you're having problems. It's okay to talk to people. Maybe not necessarily me as your father, but talk to somebody. Um, the reason I started to go more on social media is simply because, you know, I got friends from you know, all over the world, and you never know who you can reach by just making a post about something you're going through. Um, you know, I get countless inboxes like, yo, man, I appreciate, you know, the transparency, man. I did not know that. 
And a lot of people never knew that because I hid it so well just because like most black folks, I don't want people in my business. Right. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything you were going through at all. Like even, I don't know if it was going on as recent as when we were last together, uh, kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Um, we were damn near neighbors. So, you know, those are some of the things that we just don't talk about. And, and me and, uh, Prez, we're talking about that uh, and how this and the, another piece of how this came up is me and Prez were talking about um, him just being I was being stressed out at work and he uh, was stressed out at work uh, recently. And we just kind of got into some talks and some books that he'd been reading. So w- this is, you know, the godfather of one of my children that I don't even talk to about how he's feeling mentally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I could see how it would be easy for you to not talk to me or anybody else um, in that instance. But Prez had a question for you in regards yeah. to that social media thing. Yeah, so CC this Prez. Uh, so do you feel like yep. the social media engagement has helped or negated your willingness to open up? Because uh, I know, like, me um, going through the things that I've been going through, uh, social media kind of been a tit for tat with me. I think, I, I think it has simply because... Um, you know, it gives me a chance to hide behind the computer. Mm-hmm. You know how you see people on Twitter and they like to bash people and and things like that. You know, I figure it gives me a chance to to hide behind a computer and say what I say and in a positive aspect to maybe help somebody. Um, you know, some people, you know, they come at me with, uh, "Oh, you're you you looking for attention." Um, you know, things like that. Well, that's never my purpose. My purpose is to hopefully somebody, whether black, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic, somebody takes something from what I said and see they ain't the only one going through. Yeah. You know, first off, I, I applaud you for stepping outside of that box and, and saying, being big enough to say, hey, I got an issue. I got a problem. That's something that's really hard to do. Now, without getting into particulars, but getting into particulars. You mentioned PTSD. So I think people know about PTSD if they're in the military or if they watch like an episode of Cold Case. Hell, if you're in the streets like that, you know about PTSD. Nobody really understands what PTSD really means. Again, a lot of African-American gentlemen in inner cities don't even realize they're in situations where they could be suffering from PTSD. So... In your opinion, so and this is for the when I say uneducated, I'm not saying nobody didn't go to school, but they're just unaware because they don't know any better. What are some of the signs that you went through to show that you, that you were going through PTSD? And at what point did you say, hey, you know what? This is like, I got to get help for this because this is affecting my life in this way. Well, with PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, it, it varies from person to person. Um, you know, you get, you always going to have a heightened sense of alert. Um, you know, you're going to have simple things that trigger you. Um, like right now I'm, I'm at work at prison and the, the alarm just went off a few years ago that, that, that triggered me. Um, you know, just, just, uh, lack of sleep, getting easily agitated. Um, you know, those are, those are some of the signs of, of PTSD. And like I said, they can vary from person to person. Um, as for me, uh, what made me finally uh, decide to actually get some help is 
I was still in the military and I was still in Illinois. Um, I stayed up about two or three days, uh, took some leave, stayed up for a couple of days. And so I finally said, you know what? I can't do this no more. So I knew what it was going to do to my career. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there, there's more things important than, than a career. All right. So CC, what, what I was getting at, man, is, uh, you know, I, I know your educational background and, and everything for that uh, and what you mentioned earlier. So did your past and what you were going through as far as PTSD or any type of depression, is that what is pretty much what motivated you? Because that's what I can draw from the, you know, educational drive that you have. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, with with the experience and security clearances I had, I easily could have you know, got up and made six figures, you know, doing, doing IT, doing calm stuff, but I wasn't happy doing that no more. You know, being able to talk to people and help them through their problems like people did for me, you know, that's, that's more fulfilling than anything. Oh, okay. Uh, CC, this prayers again. So, uh, when you speak on like depression, like, uh, that's something like I didn't, Felt like I done went through in and out a couple of times uh, throughout my career because I, I can mean, barely hear you, man. You can can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about depression, that's something like I felt like I done been in and out of throughout my uh, time in, and it's uh, due mostly to being overseas. I've been overseas like majority of my career, so had a strong family structure. Like being when I was in the states when I was growing up. Uh, but being isolated from that uh, social media, uh, people, you, you're, you're connected to all these people. You're connected to your family and everything, but the phone calls and stuff start to get less and less. Uh, your friends, some of them go back and forth to the state, so you don't have that around you. You have to rebuild every couple of years, especially the way, just the way the military is set up. Uh, so uh, it was points where I've been over here alone, you know, and uh, when you're alone, it, you kind of feel like everybody doesn't forgot about you. So um, what would you say to something like that or uh, going on that type of issue? Yeah, I mean, like, that, well, I mean, there have been instances I didn't, you know, when I was overseas, it was, it was all deployment. So uh, mine's a little bit different from actually being stationed over there. Mm-hmm. Um the thing about depression is, yeah, you do have a sense of being alone. Um, you do have a sense that, you know, nobody's there for you. Um, I think what worked best for me was um, having to step back and actually telling myself I'm not alone. You know, there is somebody somewhere, you know, and especially now with today's technology, you know, you don't have to be literally face to face with somebody, you know, to get help. It's, it was a time when, when I was out of the military, no job, no nothing. You know, depression got me so bad that, you know, I'll be honest with you, this, I look back at it and laugh. I went three weeks. I didn't shower. I didn't shave. I didn't leave the house. For three weeks, you know, bills was piling up. I didn't have felt like I had nobody to talk to. And then... One day it was something as simple as, you know, I got a Facebook message like, yo, you good, bro? I ain't heard from you in a while. Yeah. And this person was overseas. And just somebody 
taking time out their day saying, hey, you good, bro? That right there, you know, told me, okay, I'm not alone. You know, I think sometimes we, we take I, I the smallest I snapped out of it. And... I think sometimes we take the smallest things for granted. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, did, I thought you had pause. And I think one of those smallest things is just the simple, oh, com- the simple complexes of conversation. Sometimes just saying hi to somebody or just checking in with somebody. And while it may be minor to you, it could be something huge to somebody else. So somebody else we want to kind of bring in, we got Jay here mm-hmm. as well. And um, he's had his own bouts with um, some mental health and some things that he had to deal with. So, And I believe he had a question or a comment that he wanted to come in. So, Jay, we want to turn it over to you and see what you had. Uh, what's up, CC? It's Jay. Um, what up, now? I ain't nothing, man. Um, I mean, they already stated, you know, I also commend you for coming forward and being comfortable, you know what I'm saying, and and trying to uh, put their hand out to help others. I, I feel like, as men, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the world um, forgets that we are the ones that our children look up to you know, our wives or women or girlfriends or whoever, you know, we, we try to take care of our mothers when they get older, you know, and just kind of be the backbone to everything. But I feel like the world forgets that a lot of times we don't have anybody to talk to. Um, and, you know, there's certain topics you just don't want to discuss with, you know, women uh, when it comes to certain things um, as far as, like, PTSD, because um, they might, they might, they may not have been in those situations um, you know, and and I feel like that's where a lot of uh, uh, men fall, not fall, but um, have a hard time finding an outlet, let's say that, uh, an outlet to reach out to or to talk to because we don't a lot of times have nobody to vent to, you know, and a lot of times I feel like we don't realize we we're dealing with some type of uh, PTSD or anything like that until a change of environment. Um, I know me personally, I, you know, I, I've been through some things in my life that I didn't realize affected me mentally until about maybe two to three years later, you know, being I was in another, for example, being in Germany now, cause I've been here about 10 years, I didn't realize I was mentally affected by a lot of things I went through prior to coming here until that the scenery changed around me and I realized how I was acting and how uh, I started, I was starting to think and, you know, things like that. So, like I said, man, um, I feel like if you can get happiness and joy out of helping people, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Can you hear me? Yeah, we oh, good. Yeah, no doubt. You good. So, so CC, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, with some of the... the the jobs you decided to take since you, um, in your post-military career, um, were one of them working in the, the prison system by chance? If yeah, right. that's one. That's what I work now. Okay. So how do you approach that? Because, you know, I, just from all I, I know, all I know, man, <laughs> we, we come from similar backgrounds in terms of, you know, just family structure and, and, and things we've seen. Of course, we weren't street dudes by no mean, but, you know, by all means, that could have been the case given uh, if we decided to walk this way that day. You know what I mean? So yeah. with those, with that psyche in mind um, and, and being, you know, what you've been through as far as uh, the things that you've seen 
while you were in the military and post-military, how do you deal with that, with those two different worlds and how do you blend them together to help help these uh, these prisoners actually reform? Because that's, that's what we're trying to do, right, when we put them in prison is to help them reform and, and change their ways. So how, how do you attack that mentally? Like, that has to be a beast, man. Oh, it is. And, you know, luckily, you know, I grew up on a county road in the country. So, um, but I've been in enough streets that I'm able to, to go over to that side and talk to them. You know, a lot of these guys, they don't want somebody that's going to talk to them talk from them. a book. Talk down to them, yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't want to hear all the, all the big words and, you know, all the, all the, as they call them, the, the university words. Right. So I approach them and, and I talk to them like we're in a barbershop. Okay. You know, because that's exactly I can where sit we here and tell you about your, you know, <laughs> I can sit here and I can talk to you about your diagnosis all day. But if you're not understanding where I'm coming from, then, you know, it's for nothing. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about how you can get better as a man and what you need to do when you get out of here. You know, because the population of offenders that I work with, they have they have mental health diagnosis. They've been had and mental health. We're talking diagnosis. everything from, <laughs> you know, I hear voices in my head to I see demons. Mm. So you know, I have to approach each one differently. I got Jay I got Jay that wants to speak to that, man. I, I feel like it's it's All right, go ahead. it's such a lack of uh of that in America because um, I sat for two two years and 11 months, you know, and I feel like there was nothing rehabilitating about what I was going through. So I feel like when I was able to communicate with someone that experienced, um, for my sake, was older family members, you know, like you said, I was able to get it. You know what I mean? I heard all the big words. We did all the talks. We did all the therapy. And like you said, they were more talking at you than um, to you. And uh, I feel like it's so, we need so many more people, especially in America, that have that same mission that you're on because that's the only way it's going to get better. If if not, it's a, it's a revolving door, and it's just always going to be like that unless people step outside of the box that yep. you're doing and say, hey, listen, man, I've been there. I experienced it. I've seen it. You know, as far as drug counselor and alcoholic, the best of them I've seen in my life are the ones that have been through it. You know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. and those are yep. the people that, because you, you you can't tell somebody about stop smoking crack when you ain't never smoked crack. And and that's just how mm-hmm. I feel about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and it's, and it's the same way with mental health, you know. Right. How can I tell you how to get over depression if I've never deal with getting over it myself absolutely yeah mm-hmm. you know it's, it's the same exact thing yeah you de- you definitely have and when you have something to tie your your story to when you preach into to people who've been through things far worse than you have been through then you you have to mm-hmm. bring that so you know my thing is man so you know cc what would you say to like anybody that's battling demons or depression or you know thinking about a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. What would you tell them based on the different people that you have dealt with right now? I was about to cuss. Um, <laughs> hey, you can cut. You can cuss. Be be as free as you want to because, man, 
Look, man, man this well, I feel like this is a powerful episode, stupid. and you can help somebody in in what you've been through, and and just 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 get it out there, man. Just be as honest as possible. Cuss if you need to. It's cool. Real, 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 real talk, man. Fuck the stigma. Fuck what what people are gonna say about you. You know, at the end of the day, this is your life to live. You know, don't let anybody deter you from getting any kind of help that you need. You know, initially, when you first start getting treatment and, and understanding what's going on with you, you may feel a little embarrassed. You know, you may feel a little ashamed. I know I did. You know, the first time I had to sit across from, from a therapist, I was embarrassed. You know, who is this person asking me all these questions? Why they why they just being nosy? Mm-hmm. You know, but it took a reality check for me to say, man, you know what? To hell with what everybody else thinks about me getting my help. Because if I didn't get the help that I really and truly needed, I wouldn't be on this phone right now. And I and I hear you and I know I know that's the truth, man, because based on who I know you to be years ago, I know we all grow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not expecting mm-hmm. you to stay the same. But I can see the difference and I and I notice it. And, you know, I have a friend of mine, his name is uh yeah, he won't care. His name is James. But as when were we stationed with James? Probably about five years ago, six years ago now. Yeah. This dude, and this is back when mental health was taboo. And he he wouldn't care if I tell you this story. But he was going to mental health every Monday. Had a standing appointment. And this is when I was like, yo, you just yep. you just going every Monday? Like, what was wrong with you? And he would never talk to me about his issues, but he just, you know, used to tell me, and I, I think, I don't know if you watch The Breakfast Club, but Charlemagne always says that he just wants to be able to tell somebody what the hell he's feeling. He don't care if you you help him or not. He just wants to vent and get it out there. Yep. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, with us, man. So, like I said, I commend you for doing what, what you do, man. And I think uh, Hadrigo had a question for you. You know, actually, it's more so, you know, in, in relation. So, you know, everybody everybody goes through their things in life. Everybody has their own trials and tribulations. Um, you sit back and you think about what can affect you. And you're right, there is a stigmatism. There's a stigmatism, number one, especially on the military side. Going to mental health is like signing your, your, your separation paperwork. At least that's how it's viewed. Now, I will tell you, I will give credit when credit is due. The military has done a better job now of trying to attacking that stereotype. But I remember, what, 2000? maybe 2010 when one of my kids got injured at school and I remember for the longest time like I couldn't sleep like I literally I kept waking up trying to fix the problem I couldn't find him and I couldn't find him and I was waking up in the middle of the night losing my mind I was angry over nothing I was frustrated just because I couldn't do nothing about the situation so even myself I had to go and sit down and talk to somebody about it and it was the most awkward situation to talk to anything to talk to anybody about it for the simple fact that I had to open up and tell my business, number one. And number two, I didn't know if this dude was really helping me. I didn't know if he was really giving me what I needed. But surprisingly enough, it just felt good to have somebody that I could just sit here and yell at or talk to about the situation. Because as a father with other kids, I can't come home and yell at his brothers. I can't go and just scream at my wife. I can't just go home and break stuff because I'm mad. So that's one thing that I think people got to realize that it's important to have that person to vent to. You know, the, the thing about going to a therapist, uh, all a therapist is doing is giving you the tools. You're right. It's your job It's your job to take them tools and build 
what works best for you. I think what I'm saying, though, it's like it took a lot for me to get to that point to say, OK, you know what? I'm finna go talk to somebody. And I actually left mm-hmm. upset because I was like, dude, you ain't do nothing. You you didn't heal anything. You talked to and somebody? I think, yeah, I did. The reason why I'm saying this is for anybody else. When you go talk to somebody, this isn't, therapists don't have this magical, they don't have this set of language that no one else knows, that they're going to tell you something and instantly they're going to solve your problems. So I'm saying that to say, for anybody who's out there listening and you're debating whether I need to talk to somebody, whether I need to do something, understand that it is a process. Understand that as you go, the more you get the tools, like you mentioned, the better you get at coping and dealing with these mechanisms to kind of get yourself to that next step because it's not going to happen overnight. So while it is important for young men, African-American, white, black, yellow, Haitian, purple, green, I don't care what your nationality is, it's important for you to know you need to talk to somebody, but you need to go in there with a with a um, a tampered expectation. What I mean by that is don't go there thinking, if I go to mental health one time, all my problems are going to be solved. So, CC, yep. this, this prayers again. So yep. I got I actually got a question for you. So it kind of goes into what he was just talking about. Do you feel a situation? Do you feel like a situation you could have uh, better managed? Do you feel like you could have managed it alone via reading with others, like your family or friends, or do you think uh, professional help was needed regardless? Like, which one of those do you think is like uh, the most important part? Let me, let me hear that one more. Let me hear that. <laughs> let me hear that one more time. You can't hear because oh. the cash over here talking in between the mics. The <laughs> yeah. Comedy no, jam. no. As we know, like it's, it's several different ways that you can uh, uh, attack or speak on these issues. Which way do you feel like is like the most important? Do you feel like you should better yourself via reading, finding out about the topic, or like finding family or friends talking along along those lines, or actually seeking out the professional help? Well, I do all three. Um, and it, it honestly depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I got to stand an appointment at the VA, you know, and then it's nothing for me to, to go out to the country and, and sit down and talk with, you know, with my mom, you know, that's my family. I got, I got a few friends, you know, that I know I can reach out to, uh, all my coworkers, you know, some licensed counselors, you know, some are, you know, clinicians, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by, by folks who are professionals, you know, in, in this thing we call mental health. So a lot of it just depends on the person. You know, if you have those friends that you can't even tell them the time of day without them going and telling somebody else, then, then you know, you got to go find somebody else. You got to find what works best for you. But for me, um, all three of them are, are my avenue for, for support. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good avenues to have, but I actually I do ask you a question. But actually, I have a question for Jay, and I wanted you to hear it, CC, because since you were kind of in that same realm, and it'll give you kind of two viewpoints. So, Jay, you mentioned that you know you sat for the for the two years and eleven months. Mm-hmm. To me, there there could poss- there could not be, and this is from a perception because I have not done it myself, so therefore I can never sit and say I know what that feels like. But to me, there could never be a time where you probably would be going through more mental anguish trying to just go through why am I here? What's going on? So in that situation, what help guidance that was provided there for you in that situation? And then how did you mentally make it strong enough to get out of that situation and be where you are today? Because honestly, if a person didn't know, if you didn't say it, a person would never know that about you. So, um... I'm gonna say I'm gonna start off. I didn't know how I didn't know how mentally um, capable 
or let's say strong I was until everything hit rock bottom. So um, I had a lot of support from family. So that definitely kept me on a somewhat of a, I guess, a level playing field. Um, I was young. I was 17 when I got locked, when I first got locked up. So I feel like the fear wasn't there. I was young. I was wild. I was ready to get it, whatever. It didn't matter. So I feel like it helped me kind of coast by that part. But as I said, later when I came home, um, so 2010, when I came home, it um, I didn't realize that I was fucked up in the head. Like I was, I was, I was low key fucked up, and I, and I um, one thing I think think when I one thing I'm thankful for is to be um, I never had professional help. We had people in, uh, of course, in all different uh, penitentiaries and even in the federal penitentiaries that you could seek help from. Um, but I felt like, um, like we said, we were taught that if you sit down in those, uh, in front of those desks or in front of those people, that you're signing, uh, you, you know, for the military, you say separation papers. For the streets, you say, you know, you're signing yourself away as far as, like, people are not going to deal with you. You know what I mean? Because they feel like, you know, you being crazy is, uh, you know, ludicrous. It's like, it's, 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 it's forbidden. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are scared to go talk to these people. But like I said, I actually didn't realize how mentally, uh, how strong my mental state was until I came home and realized, like, damn, I'm messed up. I looked in the mirror. I was acting different. I was uh, more angry, um, which is why we said that it was really no uh, rehabilitation. And I feel like, um, you know, I talked to family, got me through the most of it. You know, uh, they're the ones that kept me, kept my head up. Uncles, my mother, uh, she was a rock, you know, and it just helped me get through everything, man. So if you got somebody, talk to them. It's that simple. So the second part of that, CC, and this is where I swing it to you, having worked in that, in that environment, how often would you say a story like his is common uh, in that situation to where, your pride and your level of being hard is, and to some people, their livelihood, how they survive in jail, how they feel like that's the only way they can survive. So, in, oh, excuse me, in prison, you know, capital P, you know. <laughs> um, how do you see it from the professional side and that's something that where these young men need help or, or are, they, are they beginning to start to reach out now? Oh, I see it every day. Um, you know, these dudes, they come down, you know, you schedule them. They come down, man, I don't need to talk to you. 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 And the thing is, that time keeps weighing on them. And eventually, the time breaks them down. Mm -hmm. And they have to get something off their chest. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to talk about it. Because they haven't heard from their family in a while. You know, the, the, the commissary getting low. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. their homeboy just left. Yeah. You know, so, as as they say in in the AA world. Well, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. First off, man, we it, before we, all jokes aside, if you need help, man, please reach out and get help. For civilians, man, listen, you can talk to a chaplain, you can check into a hospital. I don't understand. I don't know all the the parameters chaplain. that was a chaplain, the preacher. 
Oh, okay. The pastor, the pastor, the deacon, the priest. So, CC, man, look, first and foremost, man, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being transparent. Uh, thank you for changing the game as far as the narrative amongst our community. We commend you. It takes people like you to to do things like this, to step outside of your comfort zone. I know this isn't easy. Uh, I saw a, a random Facebook post, and I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but it was talking about transparency, and it, it hit me hard because I, you know, I would like to be more transparent, but I don't know if I'm where you are right now, CC. Hey, so real quick, man, we want to thank our guest CC for coming on and sharing this story, man. Technical we difficulties, thank- technical difficulties. <laughs> Am I throwing you off, Mister Im- Improv? I mean, I mean, you you the talent, you so you the talent, you supposed to be able to improv. Can keep going, but when the exact piece running, listen, man, this is the wrong way to end. The mental health episode. Yeah, I'm getting a mental health issue. You Hey, so all jokes aside, man, real talk. First off, thank you, CC, for coming on. Thank you for Jay coming on. First off, to open up and go into those type of things is very difficult to do. My biggest thing to all our listeners, I, did, and I think I speak for everybody here on the couch saying, if you have something going on, please talk to somebody because it's very difficult to handle some of these issues solo. You know, get your team, whether that's family or not, whether that's a pastor or a preacher or a uncle or a cousin or a friend, whatever it is, Co-worker. get yourself Shit. a team um, and figure out what you need to do. Uh, mental health is a serious issue, and especially yes, in the is. black community, it's an ignored issue because no one wants to be that guy or appear to be too weak. There's nothing weak about getting help. The only weakness is when you're too silly to not get the help that you need. So I'm going to ta- cast it over to you guys. And see what you guys got before we kind of get out of here on this one. Yeah, I just want to end, like, whatever your support structure is, if that's uh, talking to somebody family-wise, your, your co-worker, your best friend, whatever, just make sure you reach out to those people. And uh, the other person, if you're on the other end of that, just make sure you do the same. Check up on your people from time to time. Uh, do a little bit more than actually text, I would say, to social media. That don't always come across the same way as you can. Like, just pick up the phone, call the person, talk to them, have a conversation, pick up where you left off. Reach out how you can reach out. That's all I'm going to say. Whether it be social media, whether it be an email, whether it be a phone call, it doesn't matter. Whether it be don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com, we here for you. Look, we'll stay up 24-7 to talk to you about whatever issue you got going on. But here's the thing, man. Don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. Uh, We want to see you here tomorrow, the next day, and years to come. So uh, I think this was a great episode, fellas. Uh, Jay, thanks for having us. Uh, at Harlem Barbershop. And, uh, you know, we hope to be back soon. Free lineups for everybody. I don't know. That. I don't know if That's this lineup will work for you, Cash. Damn, I thought I could get you. Hey, I don't know how to <laughs> I thought I, I can catch you on the sentiment. I don't know free lineup. That fucked up here to you. Yo, man. Hey, I'm but going... real quick, let me segue to something else before we get out here, man. Last week we did, or last episode we did a What Would You Do If You Was 20 Again? And I actually had somebody who sent me a message. Um, they didn't want their name to be read, but they wanted to put up Read the name anyway. Um, that's, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Just playing. Just playing. Listener's integrity. It says, if I was 20 again, I would definitely not have been so hard-headed and listened to my dad about saving and building credit. I pulled, I pulled financial aid just because I could, and now, of course, I'm paying for it and more. Second, I would tell myself to live life. Don't get caught up trying to be grown, but take advantage of the stage in life you are currently in. Sound advice from a good listener. So we, if y'all got something, y'all want us to play it or want us to read it, please send it to us. Listen, it's not easy out here in these streets, in the Strasse. But like uh, Fred mentioned, you know, that's exact temper. P. Exact P. Address exact me as P. such. 
French, asshole, you name it, he's got it. <laughs> so uh, he, he's still using the same hey, material can, from can I, episode one. Can I jump on that whole little portion too? Because I thought about it a little bit more. No structure. No structure. He's trying to sign off. Uh, Twenty it. years old was like, I spend less cash. Cash Creek trips with y'all, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna go hit that up every Wednesday like we was doing. We lost a lot of money. Yeah, man. I, a I, lot I, of money. I threw away a lot of money at the casino. So, anyway, <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> so, since we just took away 45 seconds of y'all listening to life, um, hey. no, all jokes aside, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Big shout out to Harlem's Beauty and Hair Salon. If you are in Germany, Deutschland, and your head is jacked up, man, come by and see them. Ladies, Fatima and Cam, they get you taken care of. Fellas, man, we got, listen, we got great barbers. We got David, we got Mike, we got Jay, and Hadrico cut too, you know what I'm saying? And my cuts are free, so holler at me yeah. right now. Free because they chili bowls. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting a little cold outside, so I don't yeah. know what the problem is. So big shout out to Harlem Barbershop. Definitely want to get it again. And also to all our listeners in the area, something we want to do in the future is a Battle of the Sexes um, podcast. So ladies, fellas, we're looking for all genres, man. Single, married, uh, polygamy. polygamy. I mean, whatever, whatever. We're looking to highlight whatever, y'all. Whatever your life is, we want to get it in. LGBT. Yeah. Yep. LGBT. For I sure, for sure. No, no, no. We, we have to do that because I know yo, yo. Part of your team, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, I'm not trying to not improve him. I just don't want to disrespect him and say the, the damn way letters he wrong. He said it. He was just sounding like he was hitting a boosie nah, little rhyme. He was all if you, you can't see this right now, her was looking into the mic as if he was just focused on <laughs> what he was about to I, I didn't do. Want to say the wrong letters? They <laughs> take that shit serious. They would have been on his IG immediately. Her was in. Lost viewers. They'd be like, "Well, fuck you too." He said. Uh, he said, let me, uh, LG. They'd have been like, what the fuck? Hey, hey. hey they'd have been like, damn, this, pod, this podcast DSW. So I want to get the letters right. So if you are interested and you want to get in, man, and you can leave your feelings at the door, but still bring them on the show at the same time, uh, man, please let us know so we can get everything well, taken care of. As normal, man, where can they catch us? Man, you can catch us all kind of places, man. We are social media giants on Facebook, DSC underscore podcast. On Instagram. DSC underscore podcast. On Twitter. DSC underscore podcast. Gmail. Don't sleep on the podcast. Oh, excuse me. Don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. <laughs> and then, and then, and uh, where can YouTube. they listen to us? They can listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, all streaming outlets. We got on YouTube, DSC underscore. And if you want to see okay, us. Okay, okay. Well, if they want to see on who? Wik- we even on Wikipedia. If they want to see who? The fucking talent. Oh, okay. I mean, all hey they want to see the prayers. They want to see the most all handsome man see... on this side. Go ahead, man. Don't be talking about me like that, dog. It's kind of funny. You're right, you're right. You but wrong. No, man, but you're right. It's a, it's a group of three fellas, man. We got guests coming in like Jay, man. We really take a lot of time to do this, man. And we we enjoy it, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So from our couch to yours, y'all have a great night. And remember, there's no couch. Like, don't sleep on the couch. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don'tsleeponacouch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.